I mean, thank God for uh, Space Jam being on HBO Max. I didn't have to go to the theater to see that. <laughs> I mean, I would have. I would have. But it's like, thank God I didn't have to. <laughs> Yeah, or, or space. Yeah, space jam. Who would pay money to see that? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! Now, <laughs> I gave you gold content because of you that. You did. You did. I, I'm very thankful for it. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Giannis. Joining me today are my co-host Alex Overall. Shout out our live stream troll. <laughs> Did you remember his name? Nope. <laughs> and Justin Nightself. I believe it was John or something. Let's not say it on the podcast. Let's not. <laughs> uh, let's say it was John Doe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's not go any further with this. Yes. Uh, if you watched our live stream the previous week, uh, thank you so much. We went to DC. We, went, we looked at DC Fandom. We have fun time. We'll be doing more of that in the future, I think. Probably not regularly, but as stuff comes out, I, th- I, I think we have fun enough time where we all do it again. So, so thank you for watching. Uh, Justin, did you save the video? Is it still up on your, on your YouTube page? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so the stream is still up on your YouTube page. If you want to watch it, check it out there. It's about two hours long, I think, of us just looking at the trailers and the content and making fun of a lot of it. Um, it was a really fun time. Today's episode, we're going to look ahead to the the movie, maybe even TV and video game landscape of 2022, and kind of what 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 comes up in the near future. And we're gonna kind of compare it with the state of theaters now, and we can kind of get a gauge of where the industry is now. That's what we're gonna talk about today because we're kind of coming out of the pandemic. Stuff is starting to come out, but also get delayed again. So we're kind of kind of take stock of where we are and what we have coming up. But first, we're gonna open like we always seem to do now with a little you know recap of what we watched in the previous week. Does anyone want to go go first, or should I start calling names? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead, Jason. All right, I went to go see. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott's new movie, The Last Duel, basically about um, a knight uh, by, played by Matt Damon who accuses Adam Driver of having or uh, raping his wife, who's played by Jodie Comer. These three were great in this movie. Um, Matt Damon kind of pick an accent because there's times where he kind of sounds like he sounds like his normal self, and then there's other times where it's like, are you trying to pull a Ewan McGregor kind of accent or something? Because it's not working. Um, Adam Driver, great as always. I mean, he... At, I wouldn't this, say as always. Well, his character fucking sucks, but the actor... I've seen the Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, it's true. More! <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Um, it's a kind of it's a Rashomon style story where it follows first uh, Matt Damon's character, then Adam Driver's character, basically what how they perceived events, and then finally Jodie Comer's um, character, what her view was of everything. I like really oh, he, really Scott's really going for the Oscar with this one, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he has like problem is it's at the beginning it's very kind of slow and kind of all over the place. You're like, what's going on? How f-? and you can't really tell 
tell how much time has passed at certain points and you're like okay how long has it been is this like right after is it a couple of years occasionally it gives like oh this is like two years later or whatever but it's like so, scenes are so far apart sometimes it's like what are we doing um ben affleck's also in this he, his character i think you'll either love or hate i kind of i kind of liked what he was doing it was kind of weird um but basically but did, did, didn't ben affleck write this with matt damon again yes and that's kind of sometimes it's the writing is good sometimes it seems a little too modern at times and then there's one scene that's like because it's ben affleck and matt damon together i don't know if it was like they decided to improvise this scene or what but it at first i was like there's a point where because like ben affleck's playing the he's not the king but he's like he's up in the echelon or whatever and matt am driver kneels before him and gives him his proclaim and then matt damon goes to do it and then all of a sudden ben affleck's like closer and i'm like are we in for kind of a dark comedy here but like nothing else throughout this entire movie <laughs> suggests that it's like this seems really out of place and i don't know why it was in here i really want to see that movie or no i want to want to see that movie but as of right now i have next to no interest i want to have interest but i've seen that trailer multiple times and i get the vibes of like the fake trailers from tropic thunder specifically the rubber downy jr one i knew that's exactly which one you were referring to (laughs) but like i look at that movie i love really scott but like okay period piece with big stars and now i you tell me it's totally not linearly yeah yeah ridley scott is like trying so hard to win an oscar (laughs) this and house of gucci which probably has a better shot but i don't know i really want to see it because i mean yeah it's medieval it's is it an epic it seems like that's kind of the vibe it's going for a little bit at least at times it it feels like it at times it's also not the last the battle between the final duel or whatever at the end great all the stuff that leads up to it, kind of 50-50 on. I mean, no, no, it, does, it does seem like my kind of thing a little bit. I'll probably watch it. I mean, I well, gave it I gave it a three and a half out of five, so it was good, but I didn't think it was anything, like, great. Um, well, Jodie Comer is like the big up-and-coming star. She was great. I, I, I mean, she has some hell, she has a hell of a range on her, especially with stuff like Killing Eve and then Free Guy, I know this, like, like, like she, her and Ana de Armas are finally kind of reaching their, their, their status. Now, those two are probably the next big, I think, superstars. I will say for anyone who decides to want to watch this, do kind of look up the trigger warnings and shit because this has some very graphic shit and I want you to know that before you go see it and be like, what yeah. the fuck did you send me to go see? Like, <laughs> check, it out, check out trigger warnings and stuff because it's like, I was not, exp- like, I only saw like TV spots of this and I was like, oh, cool, the last fight or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They say what happened I'm like, I didn't think it'd be sometimes that graphic. So I went in kind of blind on some of that. <laughs> how is how is it doing box office wise? Oh, it's not a, very well. I don't think. No, that that's honestly the part that's a bit disappointing. It's like it's a huge box office failure. Like it's only made like nine or ten million so far in a hundred million dollar budget. Oh, oof. and I'm and like, it sucks life. because it's like a good a good reviewed historical film with a big budget. And as someone who likes those kind of films, I'm like, well. <laughs> Because I'm not seeing any of those anytime soon. Well, and that might hurt Oscar chances, especially if like I I think like I could probably say this from what's gonna get it wasn't gonna do do that great. I think House of Gucci is probably going to kill. Yeah, I think that's gonna make good money. That has very I mean, wide appeal. That trailer looks awesome. 
that yeah, too. That, was, that trailer is sick. However, this will hurt 20th Century Studios because I know I feel like Disney is chomping at the bit to like downsize them even more. Yeah, that's I mean, unfortunate. Yeah, this is Free, Free Guy was a huge hit, but their other stuff even before the pandemic was not doing great. I mean, you look the year Disney bought them, and you had Dark Phoenix, which bombed, at Astro, which bombed. Most of their big tentpole films tanked. Mm-hmm. Also gives them the excuse for things that are like R-rated to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, we'll see if they did the. It's true. Yeah, every, every time a big budget R-rated movie fails, they use it as a reason to not make big, big budget R-rated movies. Which they well, don't well, do with PG-13 when when the fact is that you know every rating can have bombs. <laughs> like well, I, I look at some like the last duel, and I question why they ever gave it a hundred million dollars to to begin with. Yeah. yeah, that's like a fifty million dollar movie. Yeah, 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 fifty million. You probably would find hundred million dollars. Most of that probably went to Affleck, Scott, Damon, and Driver. Probably. Because, yeah. um, I mean, there's action in it, but it's not on a grand scale like it was like in Gladiator or something. Well, period piece cons costumes. People forget how much that stuff costs. Yeah. Yeah. Costumes, but it really sets, building castles. True. But at the same but, time, like, th- they should have known that probably wasn't going to be that big of a hit. But Ridley Scott can basically go in and go in a room and say, I want to do this. You just go, okay. Okay. Yeah, hopefully that's not the fate. Like, hopefully it doesn't affect, like, the Napoleon Project or, or something like that. I, I, I don't think it will. Because really, Scott said how many bombs recently and they haven't affected anything else. Quite a few, I think. Like, like they've only, like, like Alien bombed um, the most recent one. Axis, Gods, and Kings. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, the, the Martian was his first hit in a long time. And everything since the Martian, I don't think, has been that big either. And I don't even think the Martian success was because of him. I think that was more of the script no no yeah, yeah actually i think is, isn't this isn't this his first movie since the martian no, no he made all the money in the world yeah yeah he had all the money in the world which i don't think made that and al oh yeah alien, alien covenant which which i tried to forget bomb. came out did, did, did i see that with you alex yes we saw that <laughs> yeah yeah all the money in the world only made 57 million dollars on 50 million dollar budget and I, I don't know if that budget includes the reshoots so, 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 those, so that's two movies that aren't going to do that great, or three movies that aren't that didn't do that great. House of Gucci is probably going to make a bunch of money, and it's not because of Lily Scott; it's because of Lady Gaga. <laughs> I know. I I, wa- I watched that trailer a couple of times, and I'm like, how how are you this good of an actress? <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be up for an Oscar again. <laughs> I don't think she's amazing she's, as an actress. She's better than she's what not, you would think, and she's good enough. But I'm curious to see how she does. I mean, Star Star of Star is Born was good. I think because she was working directly with the with the director on screen because Bradley Bradley, mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper was her main co-star and was also the director. I think that helped her a lot. A lot. Now let's see with House of Gucci. We're gonna see how she does dramatically. Not, not or, just uh, well, turns more dramatically. We're gonna see how she does toe to toe with some of the biggest actors of all time. Yeah. I, I I think she can hold up, but we're gonna see. But she's probably one of the Oscar front runners right now. I'd say for best actress, just because the Academy loves singers that become actors. Anyway, Alex, why don't you go ahead and say your stuff? Yeah, speaking of House of Gucci, kind of you know powerful family struggle kind of thing. Succession is back on HBO after two very long years of waiting. 
Succession, for those who are who have unfortunately not watched, is about a media mogul family that's kind of in a power feud. The old uh, patriarch of the family who runs the company doesn't want to give up his power, and all the kids are kind of jockeying for position to become the next CEO. And it's just a bunch of really shitty wealthy people fighting with each other a lot. It's that so have good. very diverse personalities, and yeah, it's so good. It, it cleaned up at the Emmys the last the, for the, its second season, and it deserved them. And it's probably going to clean up again because <laughs> the show is amazing. The premiere was this past Sunday, and it was better than ever. It's got a lot going on right now. So many moving parts. The dialogue is really funny. It snaps, and like the whole sh- show just has like this flow to it that like you can't get enough of. And the acting. Oh, it's one of the best acting shows you will ever see the cast is absolutely stacked yeah it's i mean brian cox is good as always um but jeremy strong kills it kieran calkin is really proving that he can act better than his brother ever could um matthew mcfaden who i loved and death at a funeral kills it in this sarah snook who i had no idea who the hell she was before this show is is fantastic everyone's great alan ruck who i who, who, who i love back from the spin city days glad to see him back in something big yeah, it's like every single character, even like the the characters who just get like a couple lines every episode are still like well-defined and exciting to watch. And, and the performances by a cast most people will consider to be B-list are just so damn good. Although this, I think this season has some big name people coming up. I think Alexander Skarsgård and Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, it has a few big guest actors and uh, James Cromwell, I think, is back this season. Okay, good. He's that'll do pig. God, the show, the show is so freaking good. And it's hard to talk about it without giving spoilers because you don't want spoilers. But it's very character driven. Don't expect a lot of fast moving dramatic plot moments in a lot of episodes, but expect just really good character interactions and dialogue and that kind of story. And it works. I check this out. You do it. You really have to. Yeah, it's and, you know, it's one of those that just progressively gets better. Like I liked the pilot. I, you know, the second episode was good. But like by like halfway through season one, you start to realize that this show is fucking amazing. And then it just hits a whole new level in season two. And then yeah, now three, I think just based on some events is is like plot wise is moving so much faster. Like there's so many parts that have come together now. It's suddenly building these these conflicts and dramas that interact and intermingle like like like, they're, like season two had a all i'll say it was a potential scandal that 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 plot was separated from all of the character driven stuff in the character dynamics but by the end they finally converged into this massive hurricane of conflict that now has brought us to season three jesse armstrong and the rest of the writing staff are at the top of their freaking game i mean it's 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 flawless writing but I also say that the, the, like the story control is really good too. They have good they have good control over the plot. Yeah, everything you know, everything is kind of leading somewhere, and you don't. It's also like impossible to guess where. I feel like because there's just so many ways it can go that it's set up perfectly, and it's hard to guess. Even you know, as a writer, or 
as someone who can guess things, it's like, oh shit, I actually have no idea where they're gonna go. Well, this is why I like the guy, the the creator of it, Koro in the Loop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very similar. Sense. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. In the Loop is phenomenal. The show's also very funny. Like that's the it you is know very funny. we talked exclusively about the drama because like that's the heart of it, and that's why I keep watching. But it's honestly also one of the funniest shows. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 got a really good tonal balance. It doesn't feel weird. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's got some humor into it. I wouldn't want something too depressing. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. He also wrote for the thick of it in Veep too. So this guy learned off of Ianucci, but he's but I wouldn't call this like an Ianucci ripoff. It's much. No, it's more dramatic. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's he it's different than than than, than Ianucci. Well, Ianucci, you you can really like if you watch enough of his stuff you you can start to pinpoint his crutches pretty quickly and stuff he relies on this Jesse Armstrong does not do that I, I wouldn't even say he had and what's really interesting about Succession too is like the scope and scale of it and the world building like they're clearly putting money into this show which very could have easily like been super cheap but they, yeah but, like that but they, they like build companies and they build buildings buildings and it feels real it feels genuine that's a very like the production value and, and even to like the cinematography and stuff there's just like a look and feel to it that's very well crafted it does look like filmic in quality mm-hmm. it doesn't look cheap especially like we, we talk about a lot in this podcast the uh, the cheap looking digital <laughs> um and this is not have that it looks like a movie anyway for mine i've been waiting for someone else to watch this to talk about it but we're running out of, out of time with its relevancy that i gotta discuss it now maybe we can talk about it more in depth when other people watch it but squid game on netflix Ooh, it's a big one yeah, right now it's probably the the biggest show Netflix has, has ever had ever. Like the ratings globally are insane, and I normally avoid those bandwagon shows just because I feel like everyone talking about it and talking about certain ways hurts my enjoyment of it. That's kind of why I've kind of avoided it for right now. <laughs> but what I'll say that with Squid Game is is do not avoid it. It is worth every every second of watching. It is so goddamn great. Um, I, I especially. You know, another one spooky season, perfect Halloween show. Um, I recommend that everyone watch it. It is one of the best. Like it is and it, you, right now. Everyone looks at the memes, right? And that's become like a meme show. Beyond the memes, beyond the jokes, it has some of the best emotional depth in a thriller that I've ever seen. It is so the emotional character depth. It reminds me a lot of Battle Royale, which we talked about a few weeks back. It has that kind of depth, but it goes so much further with it. Every character is so distinct and has such a unique backstory and point of view that that's what makes the games and the more thrilling stunt parts act actually work because you care about these characters and, and and you want them to to keep going you want them to survive whereas battle royale just kind of threw characters in willy-nilly you know left and right this has fantastic world building um in the course of the games they the, the, themselves i'm sure you've you've both have seen the facebook memes oh everywhere <laughs> of, uh, about them don't let that ruin it for you there's still surprises well like oh, yeah, you I said when... avoided what actually happens in it well like you said it looks a lot like Fall Guys. It does feel like Fall Guys. Not always, but some of it does feel a lot like Fall Guys. 
And the twists and turns are so... I mean, there's some stuff that you, 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 you just will not see coming. So how many uh, episodes is it? Nine. Nine, okay. Nine hour long, except for one random half hour one towards the end. It's really strange. Okay. But generally, generally speaking, they're an hour long. Uh, and it's both subbed and it is the sub version and, and a dubbed version. The, the dub is pretty terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard a lot of people say you should watch the sub version. Yeah, I I, I would I would agree because the, the dub is is hilariously bad as per usual. Yeah, um, dubs are pretty terrible. But that said, this show is a must watch. Do not let the memes kind of tell you otherwise. The show is amazing. Um, and I'm doing this now because I because both of you need to watch it. <laughs> I want to. And maybe we can talk about it more in depth when other people watch it and and do more d- 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 discussion. But I always want to acknowledge that I've seen Squid Game. Um, and to people that actually listen to this, see it, it is extremely intense. I think people look at it and think it might be like, well, like a fun comedy. It is not. It is one of the most intense, thrilling shows I've ever seen, especially with some of the games. And it keeps topping itself somehow. And to me, the best thing it does is as the player count of these games, because right, the plot, if you don't know what it is, it's these people, I will keep it vague as possible, but these people that are in dire economic trouble are invited to go participate in this game to win money. And the point of this game is you have to win six children's games and you win like a pot that grows as people lose. And yes, if you lose, you 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 die. I, I feel yeah. like that, that's a given. That's not a spoiler. That, it's a given. But if you lose, you die. And for every player that lo- loses, the pot increases. Where it's like 45 billion Korean dollars. Um, and it's, people are, are fighting over it. It shows you really good what greed can do what dire economic issues can do it talks a lot a lot, lot about i think poverty you know all these different different people from all these different backgrounds yet yet they're all still in the same economic situation it's very interesting thematically i think the memes make it seem like it's paper thin with themes but no there's a lot to discuss there's a lot to dissect and, and look at um the it's it's phenomenal the the creator oh, i'm gonna butcher his name i'm so sorry <laughs> wayne dong hyuk dude like give this guy fucking anything like hire him for more shit dude's amazing that's my thoughts on squid game with that we're talking about our main topic today we're gonna look ahead to the future of movies in 2022 and beyond we're gonna see where we're at and to start i want us to look at the recent box office totals yay money <laughs> so as of recording so that so we'll a week will go by uh dune will have come out by the time this recording actually gets publicly released um so when the numbers aren't accurate but as of right now which is the latest weekend is at October 15th to 17th. Current box office totals have Halloween Kills with a $50 million opening. No Time to Die with, with $23.8 million second weekend. Um, Venom with $16.5 million. Amazon Family 2, $7.1 million. And the last two, like $4.8 million. Now, <laughs> for people that are kind of looking at that, this is actually good news. Yeah. Halloween Kills getting $50 million is good news, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't see it making any more in a non-pandemic time. Yeah. Like, that's agreed. about like a great open for that movie is 50 million. I mean, what we're starting to, to to see is the movies that went to streaming are not doing great anymore. Like the streaming strategy is starting to backfire and films that are just going straight, straight to box office are starting to not be affected at all. But you also only get what a couple more months of 
or at least for HBO Max, of both streaming and in theaters. Yep, yep. It, it ends at the end of this year, which is smart. It, it needs to because that that's hurting Warner. I mean, you look at Warner movies, and boy, oh boy, it's not great. I mean, I mean, many many sense of Newark isn't even in the 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 top ten anymore, and Shang Chi still is. Three guys still in the top ten, and won't stop. <laughs> I will I mean, say the, the no, only no, exception. No, go ahead. Well, I think the only exception. I mean, it's coming out. So we'll see over this weekend. But I do think the only, really the only exception to the streaming one will be Dune. And I think that's just based on the level of the property. You know, how big Dune is and how like we we do get to cheat on it a little bit because the international box offices are already coming in and it's very high. I also think that has to do with the director as well. That too. Mm-hmm. That That's like the only movie that Warner's been released that is probably going to do well in box with the streaming because we've seen their strategy kind of backfire just in terms of box office because like Cry Macho I don't think did very well no Mississippi sense of Newark isn't doing well doing might but it would do better without it I'll I'll tell you right now I'm watching it on Max if it wasn't on Max I would still be going this weekend yeah like right like it gives I'm going to see in 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 a theater but that's for different reasons now do you Um, think the reason the New the Saints of New York or whatever it's, however it's pronounced is down is because it leads into the Sopranos. No, I think it's because of Max. Okay. I don't. I don't think it was going to be like a be like a massive mega hit, but I think it would certainly do better than, than it has been doing had not went to Max. Okay, so, I'm just curious because you hear things like I don't know how many people get some of the stuff. It seems to tie too much to the show, so I wasn't. Well, sure. The Sopranos is like the is one of the biggest shows ever. But I think I think the problem actually might be too like it does it does feel like an HBO movie, right? It does kind yeah. of feel like when you watch the trailers and stuff like it looks really good, but it doesn't look like a theatrical movie it does look like an hbo hbo max movie it does i mean i see the movie especially with the show talk being about it until other people people mainly alex see it <laughs> um the movie itself the quality of it i think has something to do with it too and that it's even sopranos fans aren't happy with it and i think many sense of newark was it was a movie that was going to survive based on word of mouth and the word of mouth isn't isn't very good at least not what they hoped it hoped, hoped it would be but that only opened with with four Point six million dollars, which which without pen without HBO Max would have been higher. Mm-hmm. It, it it would have been higher. Four point six mil is garbage. That that's terrible. Yeah, I think it could have hit like ten to twenty. Yeah. 10, 15 Yeah, which is I, would, I, would, I would have said ten million dollars more. Which isn't great either, but it's better than... It's, it's better than fucking four. Yeah. <laughs> For a movie, it probably didn't cost that much to actually make. But again, I think quality some of them do it too. I mean, I mean even even like Suicide Squad. That one, I think, is big for for that point too. <laughs> Like that movie did not do well at all. No, I think part of it too. I think like I feel stupid to say because I hate when it's used as an excuse, but this time it's legit. I don't think they should have put Suicide Squad in the fucking title after the last movie. Because ever when you see the Suicide Squad, you're just thinking about Suicide Squad, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that wasn't very good." Like it's confusing to just put a "the" in front of the same fucking title. Well, you want me to shock you? The worldwide gross is 167 million dollars for Suicide Squad. That's it. 167 million with a, with a reported budget of 185 million dollars. That's not great. But but again, I think all three of us saw that on Max. Yeah. Yep. 
And had it been in 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 in, in a theater, I would have went. Yep. <laughs> so why I want I want to. It's just like I love the theater experience, but it's like I mean, if you do give me that option, like unless it's like like Bond, if it was on both, I would have gone. But like that's you know top end franchise for me. If Star Wars is on both, I'm going to Star Wars. But like a lot of other shit, it's like I mean, if you put that temptation there, if you have a nice TV, it's worth just staying home. <laughs> well, yeah, there's so much. Well, that and there's like nothing in uh, the Suicide Squad world, but like, oh, that would have been awesome to see on the big screen. Right. Yeah, Kong I, Godzilla, I had a little bit of like, I do kind of wish I saw that in theaters. Yeah. Same. Suicide Squad, I never felt that way. No. I would have. Yeah, I, I would have. But like Alex said, but, the temptation is there. It's like, oh, I don't have to leave my house. Now, the, now the real question with, the, with with these movies that we need to ask ourselves is what are the max numbers? And I don't believe Max gives numbers very, very frequently. I don't think anyone gives their numbers frequently. Right, I was, I was going to say that too. Yeah, it's kind of a bit mysterious. Now, I mean, I'm honestly surprised for going back to Squid Game, like that we've gotten such clear numbers. That's because it's like their biggest hit ever. But very rarely do they do they tell us, and it shows us that they actually know when they try and say they don't know, how many households have watched it. Mm-hmm. They only and tell like, you what is good. Is, exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. HBO Max has said when movies do well through their streaming, I have not seen numbers for for the Suicide Squad or Space Jam or a few of those, which 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 I think like like, like Suicide Squad might have been destined to fail no matter what. I mean, thank God for uh, Space Jam being on HBO Max. I have to go to the theater to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have, I would have, but it's like thank God I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or space. Yeah, space jam. Who would pay money to see that? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! Now, <laughs> I gave you gold content because of you that. You did. You did. I, I'm very thankful for it. Um, and that was a sold out theater though, too. It was weird. It did so low, even for for, for me, because because um because there's a lot of people in in that theater. But I think the HBO Max thing. Yeah, yeah. Sue is space jam. <laughs> I think I might have made more. Space jam made about as much as Suicide Squad did. I hate everything. <laughs> it, it, it had a significantly higher domestic gross, too. Huh. Uh, Suicide Squad's domestic gross was only $55 million. Um, Space Jam's was 70. That's that's actually really interesting. Space Jam 2 is terrible, but but it, it also makes it really hard, I think, to, to judge these things as franchises now. Because now, now Warner has to somehow decide, is it worth making more Suicide Squad? Is it worth making more Space Jam? No. How, the, how do you determine that? Well, it's like all the these sites that come out like, oh, it's the highest grossing movie in the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, but it still didn't make money. It's like, it's higher than anything else, but it's like, it still didn't make what it need to make. And even if the max numbers are high, are they high because people wanted to see it? Or are they high because it was basically like put in front of them on, on a silver platter and they went, okay, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm bored. It's whatever weekend. I'm just going to put it on. It's a Friday night. We're drinking. Let's turn on Suicide yeah. Squad. Exactly. However, I'm going to to bring up a very important number and a very important movie that I think needs to be brought up because it's been long enough now where I think we can talk about this. Tenet. Yep. Mm -hmm. Domestic box office, which came out in the heart of the pandemic, in the middle of what people would call like the worst part of it, had a $58 million domestic haul, which is more than Suicide Squad, and a worldwide total gross of $363 million, which if you ever played at the at the time, people were laughing at it. Yeah, but now that would be yep, con- every single article. But now that would be what a record now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now that's what they want. Yeah, the studios would 
kill for that number. Even movies, take Warner out of it. Even movies that are not on streaming are struggling to hit that number. Yeah, I'm, it's like I'm really about, made that. Yeah, worldwide. I mean, I don't think much, but Bond makes that much. I mean, Bond is, I will say, like 500. Shang-Chi like, has surpassed it. Bond probably will if it hasn't already. Oh, it has. It's, yeah, it's way above that. Black, it's, uh, Black, Black like Widow barely surpassed it. I was thinking that one, too. Like, Black Widow was seen as a huge success, and it really just has just squeaked past it and they have the same budget. Yeah, 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 they, they just squeaked past it. And they're counting, they're counting the Disney Plus for Black Widow, don't forget. That's right. But you know what also is amazing is Tenet made all that money, but remember, nothing else came out with that. Like, nothing came mm-hmm. out the week after or two weeks later, nothing. Where right now, we're in the middle of stuff is coming out regularly every week. That is your Tenet did play for like six months <laughs> and played like old, old school roadshow style it was just out forever because i remember like that was like the first movie i went back to to see in theaters and then i was like okay when's the next movie coming out and all the studios were like hey, hey we're not doing that we're pushing everything back again it's like well well tenant was this really weird scenario where there was no way anyone could win no because i mean not not to get too much in into this part of it but every article was telling you not to see tenant even review Views were basically like saying that, and I think it don't, got. Don't don't see tenant unless you feel it's safe. I, I did see some some say say if it's safe in your area, go see. But a lot of them were just saying we're just telling you it's not safe. Don't go see it. Um, but at the same time, those same those same news sources were saying. Oh my God! These are gonna die. We need we need to save theaters, and it was just trying to dissect and find the truth of it. I mean, I mean, theaters still haven't re- re- recovered. No, no, they're doing they're surviving, but they're not doing great. No, no. Maybe if Warner didn't have moving on HBO Max, I do think even I, I remember at the time Warner having all of their 2020 movies go to the max. Even I remember at the time I was like that might be too too much. Like the, like the whole year might might be too much, and I think we're seeing out it was too much but at the time they also didn't know when we would be reopening i mean they, they took a gamble be thankful they only did a year yeah well there there were people that were saying that were for sure thinking that warner was gonna do that from now on which they never were going to it made no fiscal sense to do that no yeah, yeah we're seeing that now <laughs> yeah yeah it, it doesn't make any fiscal sense which is why i mean and they've confirmed it's next year it's the traditional model again and disney is slowly reversing back to that too because Shang-Chi didn't have that Disney Plus release and I don't think Encanto will either yeah I don't think they're doing any straight like um, pay 30 bucks to watch it on Disney Plus anymore although people are people are also calling Shang-Chi a win too and I don't necessarily know if it is I think it did fairly well it did but, better well, than I what people were projecting and movie, that's what that they good. consider a win yeah 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 I don't, I, don't, I don't know 400 mil for a Marvel movie is is a win it's not for Marvel no it did turn profit probably but for Marvel they're used to getting like a billion every fucking time yeah yeah well I think for that to be a hit it had it probably would have had to at least hit 500 mil yeah maybe even 60 or six say 600 yep yeah um, cause I'm, I'm just curious. I'll look up Marvel non numbers here quick. Um, but that's the litmus test, right? Is, is how are these big movies doing? And, and, and I think the big issue with this too, is now people are realizing just how much movie theaters kind of suck. I mean, I love the theater, theater experience, but you go to a bad theater and you have a terrible time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
if the projector's not bright enough, if people don't shut up. Well, I was going to say, that's the one kind of nice thing in going to see movies now is like the people who go are the ones who respect to be quiet and everything, who want to be there. Yeah. And you also get that. I think, I mean, it's the part that sucks, but at the same time is the better experience. But like if you pay the extra for like Dolby Atmos, the other people there also paid extra. So they really don't, you know, they're actually there to see the movie. If you go on like the, you know, if you're going $5 a day, you are rolling the dice with wild fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, so I have the number no, numbers in front of me. So for context, the lowest rated Phase Three movie for for for, for box office was Ant Man and the Wasp, and that still made six hundred and twenty two million dollars. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, it's certainly been heavily affected. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I don't, I don't I don't want people to think that we think that the pandemic's over and the box office is at where it where it should be. I don't think that at, at all. No, no, but I don't. I don't necessarily believe that it will ever get to where it was pre-pandemic again. Probably not. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, if we'll see. Just because, because, because people, I think, have learned how awesome it is to watch movies at home, and that they only had to go to the, to the theater because they had to. And now movies come on home video like what two months after it's they're released. in theaters now? Something ridiculous. Yeah, they've they've shrunk that significantly from where it used to be. Yeah, it used to be like six months, I believe. It was like a year for some of those. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I can pre I saw I can pre order the Blu ray for No Time to Die. <laughs> When's the like date? Already? What the date is? Uh, that's a good question. I will get back to you. Okay. <laughs> because because, because, because you, you were seeing it. It's like, I think it's like 90 days, or at least it was. And I think, I think they even shrunk that, at least for digital downloads. But people like watching movies at home. I mean, if you got the right setup, but it's just like some movies, it's like, uh, you know, I, I'd have to go to the theater to see certain movies. Like Dune. Dune I want to see in a the theater, but like... So there, I bought three tickets to Doing Right mm-hmm. in in their premium theater, which has no extra cost per seat. And to buy three tickets plus convenience fees and taxes was forty five dollars. <laughs> the convenience fees really need to go away. I would That's be so stupid. Especially now. This is why I fucking hate pre pre ordered seats. This is this is one of the many reasons. Oh, well, why I don't want to have this argument now. I don't want to have this debate. <laughs> <laughs> this stupid point where you pretty much have to buy them ahead time now you have to buy them online and they fucking charge you for it they punish you for it that's yeah, that's the part that shouldn't be there because it's also more convenient for them. Yes. See, this is... So why am I being charged for the, their convenience, too? This is one thing that's great about Marcus Theaters is if you have the app and you order the ticket they and you have, like, an account, they waive the convenience fee. Greg! That's the Greg. only good thing Marcus Theaters. And in, in turn for no convenience fees, they don't turn the projectors high bright enough and you can't see shit. <laughs> Unless you see super screen or ultra screen if you go to marcus and don't see those you're gonna like the screen i saw shang chi at marcus and the screen was so dark i couldn't see shit for half that movie huh. greg i love you don't think i don't love you greg <laughs> hey but we're just gonna put that out there yeah senpai greg <laughs> we are sims for greg if, if, if. <laughs> we are we really are <laughs> 
Um, well, like, was it Jungle Book, Justin, that we saw where the, where they didn't turn the lights off? Yeah, like it didn't turn the lights was off until like right. Movie, they didn't turn all the lights off, and we could just not see the end of that. And the priest was someone complained. <laughs> oh, I, I saw when I saw Dunkirk, it didn't fill the whole screen. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was like yeah, by not fill the whole screen. I mean, it was like watching it four by three. I've seen a few of those though. I've been to theaters where they've had that. I, I think Space Jam Two was like that in Super Screen. Didn't, it didn't fill, <laughs> it didn't fill the whole screen. So so it looked like a fucking square. It was weird. It was like Snyder cut over here. Yeah, it was it was Jungle Book. They didn't turn off the lights. I remember that now. I thought there was a few movies that they, they, they didn't turn off the lights, but that's the one I remember being like the worst example because we saw it in 3D. No, the worst. The worst was Captain America's Civil War oh, when the yeah. fucking sector focus was off and like the movie was blurred mm-hmm. and it didn't stop the movie. Well, I remember. You- you and uh, I forget who else was with us, but we're talking about that. And I'm like, like I don't know, like from where I was sitting, I'm like, I, I think it's all right. I'm like, I couldn't tell. It was like maybe a little blurry here or there. But I was like, we also saw it in 3D, which I'm not always a big fan of 3D. So I was like, I don't know. We did that a lot of necessity. Yeah, it was mostly like, oh, this is the only showing we could get. <laughs> I guess we're seeing well, it in 3D. And because with 3D movies, if you want to go on opening night and you don't mind, the, don't mind 3D, no one fucking goes anymore. Yeah. I don't know if they have 3D movies anymore. I'm sure the pandemic killed that shit in a hurry. I'm trying to think, in the last couple of weeks I've gone, I've seen a 3D movie at all, or yeah, even listed. I haven't been to it. When was the last time I went to a 3D movie? I mean, probably like Toy Story 3. Well, 3D will come back when James Cameron releases whatever eyeball yes. brain melting 87D. <laughs> oh, you Bullshit. can. Uh, I, Avatar 2 through 8. I just pulled up my app. You can see Dune in 3D. So if wow. you want to see Dune with no no one in the theater, go go to that showing. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I even saw. I forgot to say this too. Uh, you could get tickets to Bond in 3D. What? Yeah. See, Alamo. Alamo only did one. I've only seen one 3D movie at the Alamo. I didn't see the. Oh, I didn't see it. But I only saw one listing for one. And they were even though they have the, the ability to do 3D, they, they they don't. Except they showed Dread like two years ago in 3D, and I couldn't go. And I was super pissed because Dread in 3D is phenomenal. That's some amazing 3D. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was shot on 3D cameras, mm-hmm. which which my autism brain makes me want to see. Like, if I don't see movies in the format they were shot, I get very stressed. I don't know why. You're like, something's not right. I can sense it. It's like, this wasn't what the vision was supposed to be. That's like seeing a movie. That's like seeing a movie in 3D that's not spent to be in 3D. You're like, why? Why is this an option? As, as someone as someone who saw the infamous Clash of the Titans 3D print. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually paid money to see that movie. I, I, I did too. I was in middle school or high school. That's my excuse. I saw it at the cheap theater. I saw it at Marcus Oshkosh, so yes. <laughs> no, but that, no, but that was Marcus, Osh, Marcus Oshkosh pre-renovation. Right. It was it was real uh it was real rough back then. That's a shit. It's still pretty bad. Because because that layout is so fucking goofy. But I we have I have so many good memories there though. Like with you guys specifically. Yep. Super Troopers too. Yeah, Super Troopers 2 where the woman thought we, we were dating. <laughs> 
That was weird. And, and that, I tell you, that, that theater, that theater smelled dank. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that was. Well, we saw on 420, didn't we? Yep. It was released on 420. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, it came out on 420, and that's when we saw it. Because we, we had the. I'm pretty sure that's the target audience. Seats. I think we bought shit seats at like 10 p.m. because we were seeing it on 420. Yep. And it was shockingly sold sold out in earlier showings because it ended up being shockingly popular. That, I like that movie. I know we're on like a tangent now. That's but funny. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I, I, I have to stand for Super Troopers when I can because no one expects me to love that movie, apparently. <laughs> but I do. And Super Troopers 2 is a good sequel. That, that is a good sequel. It's not amazing, but it's 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 decent. It's got the guy from Batman Returns. Okay, I'm looking at movies that are coming out this year. So we talked about the box office stuff that it's doing better, but it's not recovering yet. I'm going to go. Does does Ron Tomatoes have like a schedule? I can look at it. Yeah, I was looking at that. The next French Dispatch uh, comes out in a little over a week. That probably won't make a lot of money. Right, that's more of an awards one. So does Last Night in Soho. Yeah, Last Night in Soho could have made money, but I don't think the critical reception is going to be that high for it. It's gotten a little better, but see, the problem, and also, so that movie Antlers, which has been delayed like 800 times, uh, (laughs) the uh, Del Toro produced one that has like Harry Russell, Jesse Plemons, that one seems to be getting a little better reception and both come out for Halloween weekend. Ooh. See, you know what's also amazing is even in this pre-pandemic in this pandemic times, it's like we're getting movies that are in spotted release. <laughs> yeah. It's like just release we it. Got back quickly. <laughs> okay, so we have Eternal on the fifth, which yeah, that's a movie. Apparently some <laughs> some new uh, some movie news site already spoiled it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they have, they have. Well, it's because they're like, especially with Marvel shows, they're like racing each other to, to to be able to get stuff out first, and people are starting to get mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also the problem is, is there's the premiere is two weeks before it comes out. It's like, can you just do like a week? Yeah, let's see what's coming out. Yeah, Antlers is coming out. French Dispatch won't make a bunch of money. Last night in Soho, Creative Reception's getting higher, but I, I, I Edgar Wright films don't make money. <laughs> That's <laughs> very, very true. Um, Did uh. Baby Driver make money? I felt like that one did. It did, but not as much as I think, I think people want to act like it does. Okay. Oh, I don't know about Dune. Dune, Dune will have been out by the time this episode gets it, out. Yeah. But that'll probably make money, but not as much as it would without the max release. That'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that does. A lot of these are just like, honestly, just garbage. Um, we do also have the, the, there's the new Ghostbusters, which is somehow getting good reviews? Question mark? That, that's going to be a hit. I think so too. Yeah, with the name, like it's the name brand. It's what all of the like crazy super fans wanted, and it's actually getting positive percent. Like I'm a little intrigued. Like it doesn't look very good to me, but no, like, it, 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 it looks terrible. To me. It looks like a fan made yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't look real. The reception has me a little like I don't think I'll go see it, but I'm like a little bit interested. I'll probably see it, but only only because one, it's what I wanted, so I want to support it with my wallet. But I also, to me, I feel like the movie is hiding something behind the trailers, like some actual like like big secret stuff. Mm-hmm. That is why it's getting good reviews, probably. Um, and so I want to see that. Are you guys gonna go see Clifford the Big Red Dog? <laughs> I, an HBO Max. Why is he big and red? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> yeah, this is an actual theatrical movie somehow. Yeah, it looks so funny. It, uh, like, like the ads are just so weird. Look at me. I've become a dog. <laughs> Only Puchinski fans will get that. <laughs> oh, there are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. Dozens on-aired shitty pilots. So much so much garbage. Because of Afterlife. King Richard, which to me doesn't look very good. Oh, that's like going to be an awards contender. I wonder if it's actually going to be good. I, I do not like the trailer for it. I to get, me, it looks like your standard Oscar bait. Um, I was going to say, it feels like the blind side. Yeah, like overly <laughs> emotional. Probably not very realistic at all. Please give Will Smith an Oscar. He, he promises he, he won't make After Earth again. <laughs> <laughs> Kind, kind, kind of movie. I'm interested in the new Macbeth. That, I don't know if that'll make money, but how, was it you who who wants a good Macbeth movie, Alex? Yeah, I finally saw it. Yeah, the 70s one. I'm like, oh, finally a good Macbeth movie. Otherwise, most of them suck. Like the 2015 one is shit. Uh, House of Gucci, we talked about. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, which uh, it doesn't look completely terrible, but the trailer is very funny. That name just sounds like a joke in general. Like, like, like it looks fan made ish too, but honestly, it didn't look terrible in my. I opinion. think it is. It is getting too much flat. Like it's. We've talked about it with fan reaction to casting and this and that. It's getting too much flack for the way the the characters look because they don't look exactly like the video game characters. And it's like people, just watch the movie. And people are like mad. It's not the Mila Mila Djokovic movies, which were never good to. to Why? Why? Why are they mad? It's actually Resident Evil now. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. Resident Evil. There's Encanto, which might be a hit. Uh, Licorice Pizza, which I don't think the trailers look very good, but it's PTA, so I will probably watch it regardless. That's yeah, I, I, like I got the same PTA's, feeling. Yeah, I feel like it's just PTA's movie about himself. <laughs> Starring Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Oh, really? Yeah, that, 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 that's who the guy is. Huh. Because he, he, he seemed kind of familiar. Anymore, so go for the kid. It does feel too much like Boogie Nights, I will say. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I was kind of getting that vibe too, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's 70s, whatever. We have they didn't play that trailer before Bond when I saw it. They, they play for like every movie I've seen recently. There's Nightmare Alley, which it's it's Del Toro. People who shot for a hot topic will go see it. Yeah, Del Toro movies coming out? Yeah, Night, Nightmare Alley. Wow. Yeah, no one knows like it's coming out, which is really strange. It's because they don't believe it's coming out because it's Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have to me, which is one of the most confusing movies ever. Um, I'd say it's going to be this year's musical flop, but we already had Dear Evan Hansen, which is which we might have to do an episode on at some point because I, I'm hearing shit about that movie that sounds so wild. I kind of have to see it. Um, but West Side Story, aren't you guys hyped? No. No, I'm not a... Steven Spielberg make a movie that already exists. They already did this movie right 60 years ago and won Oscars. Why is he doing it again? Because Spielberg is at the point in his career where he can just do what he wants. That's true. There's no know. reason for him to make a new, a new West Side Story. There's no reason. All I know is some tunes from it. I've never even seen the original song. I, I've seen it. Only thing I can remember in my head is the song that's like America. Yeah, I haven't seen it <laughs> it's like when we watch cats it's like i feel like i've heard this music before but i have no freaking clue what's going on and now at this point i can't hear it again or I'll, I'll have flashbacks to watching cats yeah the problem with the music from cats is that it's in cats <laughs> 
God, we 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 didn't almost do an episode on that. It's something, but that requires me to watch it again. I can't. I I I could. I wouldn't survive. Depends how much alcohol I have in me. I guess. However, a movie we, 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 we will do an episode on. I'm sorry, Alex. Spider <laughs> Man No Way Home. <sighs> and you know what the sad thing is? It's going to make a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. It's going to make so much money. Spider Man. It's like Batman. Slap the name on it and people go see it. Well, and the, and the insanity of the movie, too. Like, have you guys seen the, the Jimmy Kimmel interview with Andrew Garfield? No. Is, no. It, is there Kimmel or Fallon? Where Does it he, matter? They, they, they kept asking him. Garfield, if he's gonna be in the movie, and he kept saying no, and then they brought up that that 4K image of him on set. Which I heard some people say it is fake, but it's supposed to be him on set. And, and, and Andrew Garfield was like, he looked like he was like, dude, please leave me alone. That's why it's like freaking talk show things like that are so stupid. It's like if he's in it, I don't even want to know. I movie, I, wa- I want to be surprised when I go to the theater. It looks so, I know I know Venom might be in it too. What the hell is this movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I've heard some people say that Willem Dafoe isn't in it, that the bomb is a fake out and because I've heard I I guess spoilers if you give a shit if it's even true. Ned's character in the comics becomes Hobgoblin. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Some people are saying that, that Ned is going to become Hobgoblin. <laughs> if there's one thing that, that that movie needs, it's more villains. But then why would you show that specific bomb, you know? To get you to go and get your money, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so that way people, 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 people go and we sit there and go, oh, 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 Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. And, oh, and like, remember Duck Ock? Money at that fucking projector. <laughs> But I feel like that's going to be this year's Wonder Woman 84, potentially. It will be to me. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> of the actual reception, it's going to be to me. That was already far from home. Whatever the fuck from home. Did, did, whatever. You were, right. you were right. It was far. Very, very far. It was far, far. fucking good. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, I mean, Wonder Woman 84 will have a hard time being top just because that was delightful. <laughs> did you guys but see, like, it's going to make money. Did you you guys see that Wonder Woman 3 is supposed to take place during like the Renaissance or something? What? I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Patty That's serious, dude. It's a fucking Renaissance. Um, however, a movie that I think will bomb. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting showdown. So two movies that come out December 22nd of this year. The King's Man and The Matrix Resurrections. Hmm. I don't like the prospects of either movie. <laughs> Can they both fail? King's Man looks good. Yeah, I was going to say that one one looks like it could be good. I'll fight you on Kingsman. I don't looks fan made. It doesn't look real. I think my thing is not necessarily how Kingsman looks. I think it's do people still care about the series after the second one, number one, and number two still care about it after it's been delayed eight hundred times. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm, I'm worried about its money making chances. Matrix, well, I'm worried about. But I think Kingsman will bomb. Disney, Disney seems to give no shits about marketing it. That's have I, no no, I had no idea it was coming out then until you just said it. Well, it was supposed to come out a year ago. I mean, they're putting it, I think, right after Spider-Man. I don't think they expect it to be successful. Matrix Resurrections won't because of Max, but even then, I don't think people care about that franchise anymore. 
But you know what film will become the biggest hit of Christmas? Sing to... Um, dog, the Kurt Warner story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and also coming out, we have next year... Next year, we have Sesame Street, which I don't think is actually coming out when they say it is. I think, I think, I think that's actually... I don't know if they've actually started filming that, that yet. Scream, which... Why the fuck is there a fifth Scream movie? <laughs> Money. Uh, Morbius, which again has been delayed so many times, I don't, I don't think people care anymore. Jackass Forever, which I will fucking be in that theater. And the other big film that's been delayed a bunch of times, Death in the Nile. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. But we also got some Kenneth other... Brana, it keeps getting delayed to the point where Kenneth Branagh has another movie that's coming out this year, and that movie's still not out, and he filmed that first. But they want that to be a big hit, because it actually might be. Yeah, Brana, and it caused money. Was it, was, it, was, it, was a sleeper hit. Morbius is supposed to come out in January. We also apparently have a Downton Abbey sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Fantastic Beasts 3, The Northmen, The Bad Guys, and one that we need, one that we need, that we need to talk about because it's my and most anticipated move, move movie. Matt Reeves, The Batman. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Looks amazing. I I don't. I mean, we can't say it's going to be great, right? Because we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. No, Everything but from it, looks fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. the only thing. I'm not super keen on is his suit is bulletproof. It looks so cool though. I know, I know, but it's also like it's like that feels like kind of like an Iron Man thing. It's like, but I, I mean, I'm everything no else, everything else I've seen from it is just like I am ready for it. Watch the last trailer on our live stream right when it premiered. Go check that out if you want to see our raw reactions. We didn't really talk. We just, we just all kind of stood there. Slack <laughs> you want to see some 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 nerds with their jaws dropped. Also, freaking Nathan Nathan. Fillion as Penguin still I, I I can't comprehend it you mean Colin Farrell that was Nathan oh yeah Colin Farrell my bad <laughs> that's true Colin not Nathan Fillion all, all all sorry I was all thinking of that. Nathan Fillion because of the Uncharted trailer that dropped today which looks bad that movie does not look good no it does not I, I don't know if it's possible for a movie to, to, to be too much like the video game but it is well I saw a com- I saw a comment under the trailer it was like the game was so great it looked like real life now the movie looks like a video game it looks cheap <laughs> well because they just staged scenes from the game directly from the game remember remember this part of the game honestly to me that does feel like what the resident evil trailer is doing it does let's talk about a big story related to the scheduling that that just dropped and that's marvel pushing back all of their movies even in Indiana jones 5 being pushed back almost in an, an entire year um obviously there's more stuff coming out but we've been talking a while about this and i think that's the big story do you guys think that there's a specific reason for that because i think that there's no two-year motive i think i think there's there disney knows something that i don't think we do right now i think that's why they did it the only thing that's confusing about it really is that indiana jones was also delayed yeah to me the marvel stuff makes sense because like just because of the other stuff that got pushed i've kind of been waiting because you know we talked about how stuffed the upcoming schedule was with mcu shit like they had too many about to come out that i was anticipating shifting those back indiana jones i don't know that was but the mcu ones i think it's to like not jam pack them and into the next six months but does this also have anything to do with the post credit scene in venom is there a deal coming down between sony and mcu Sorry, no. again no i don't i don't think they'll have Please, no. deal. And, and if they did i don't think it would, it would affect the the current release dates 
Well, I didn't know if maybe they're pushing him back to change some scenes up in those movies. I don't know. Again, it's it's very strange. It depends. There's actually probably some legal questions with that, um, depending on what the nature of the deal is. I know some have said that Sony is at risk of losing Spider-Man pretty soon, huh. um, just based on how the, the deal is structured, that they have to like turn a certain level of profit uh. <laughs> keep making them. But... I mean, Sony's proven that they don't really know what they're doing with that character in that world, unless it's animation. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, does Marvel know any better what to do? <laughs> I'm like, no. I, I feel like, they, the, yeah, the character is not in a great spot right now in the live action movie realm, because animated and the, the PlayStation series, very good. The, the movie's like, Rami, save us. <laughs> Indiana Jones 5, though, like I said, that's the big question mark. I wonder if the production delay is caused by Harrison Ford's injury were worse than we thought. Might be honest. Why is this dude doing fight scenes? <laughs> How can he break his shoulder? He well, shouldn't be all, out there. All, all indicators point towards this being his last movie as the character, and that Phoebe Waller Bridge is probably going to be the, the next lead. Yeah. I was half expecting her, her to be in No Time to Die, to be honest with you. I thought that she was going to be James Bond's daughter at the end as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know I've been too conditioned by like franchise movie making now. I, I expected the daughter to be an agent. I honestly did too. I was expecting well, for that and, to be like the last scene. Like I expected it to specifically be Phoebe Waller Bridge because that girl looked like she could have grown into Phoebe Waller Bridge. I, I would love to watch that movie again with none of those fears in my mind. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, don't do this. Don't don't turn this into a rolling franchise. It's like, oh, they're actually ending this continuity. Okay, good. Bravo. I will say people want to be nervous about movies being put, but that fact that the movie got, got, got pushed back, but they've still been pushing movies back. I don't think it's cause for alarm yet. Yeah. Um, it, it's been happening. I mean, Minions 2 has had toys come and go on the shelves without ever actually having come out. Um, Top Gun Maverick still hasn't been released. Oh, I, I, I legit forgot, forgot about that. that movie was a thing. Yeah, that trailer came out like two years ago, didn't it? Yep. Something like that. Mission Impossible 7 got pushed back a significant time, too. Which one? That was close to, I think, a year, too. Or at least like six months. That's another one I'm close to forgetting is a is a thing. What movie? Unfortunately, because I love those. What movie did you say? Mission Impossible 7. Oh, right. But see, that's, this, 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 this is also the problem with everything being pushed back. It's like you don't even remember what's coming out. Plus, they're filming stuff now. It's like that. How long is that stuff gonna sit? But people should just not be worried that stuff's getting getting delayed. It's going to. We're not out of the pandemic yet. If it gets delayed a second time, then that's time to start to worry. Mm-hmm. Delays happen. They happen before the pandemic. They'll happen after the pandemic. And honestly, like, like, like well, for sure, the Batman is the only real DC movie I'm hyped for. The, the Flash looks like a joke honestly well Batman's the only thing we actually got a lot of footage of everything else was kind of like here's a tease it's like I just don't know what that movie's going to end, end up being um we didn't really see a lot of some of the stuff at, we didn't see a lot of footage at DC Fandom I really, I really hope that they don't do one next year because honestly they're kind of a waste of time pretty much but if they do do one I doubt we'll do a live stream of it it was a good test good good fun run if anything, we'll just go live after it. it's all done. Watch the trailers. Be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this looks good. Because, yeah, it was like all they did was talk and then bleep some things out we, what they, they were talking about. So you couldn't hear what they were talking about. And it's we like, promise you this movie is going to be amazing. 
amazing. You're going to love it. It's really good. You're going to love it. All right. Next guy. Yeah, basically, it's like, it's like the, 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 the directors were just like basically praising their own movies. Like, don't worry. We know the last one kind of sucked, but trust me. My movie is the best movie. Believe me. <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 made a, we made a great movie. You're going to love it. Yeah, they're not going to talk shit about it until it's a year later after it came out and be like, okay, yeah, that movie was shit. I don't know why I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I suckered you into going to see it and spending money on it. I, I still don't know what Black Adam's supposed to be. That just looks like the, the Rock's vanity project. He's the bad guy, but he's also the Rock, so he could not be a bad guy. He, le- he legally can't be. <laughs> I'm going to look up some upcoming TV shows coming up. We're talking about that, too. I mean, stay, stay in movies. We're going to get movies. They're going to be in theaters. Don't worry. I don't think the box office is going to be what it once was, but I think people need to just not panic. We're all the dogs sitting in the fire and going, it's fine. <laughs> upcoming TV shows. Not a ton. I'm excited for it, to be honest Witcher. with you. Witcher. Witcher. Book of Boba Fett. Boys, see. Season three. Peacemaker looks great. I'm hyped for Peacemaker. That sh- John Cena looks like he's having way too much fucking fun. It's basically just the John, John Cena TV show. <laughs> like, all right, sign me up. And one, I'm I don't know why they had an empty costume as the main character, but. <laughs> and one I'm hyped for is the Beatles Get Back. Oh yeah, that, that that's been had a lot of anticipation. Oh, not that, the Hawkeye that, series. Which. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a trailer for that during the uh, the Knicks double overtime win last night. It it just there's so much. There's just so many. I don't know why there's so many. Cowboy Bebop looks hilarious. Yeah, there's not a ton. Video games, I know I mentioned video games, but honestly, I don't know what upcoming games I'm hyped for. I just care about Halo. I'm just waiting on Spider-Man, but that's over a year away. It's like two years away, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, 2023. And Wolverine's probably past that, too. Mm -hmm. God of War 2. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy's coming out, but that looks way too much like Avengers. Yeah. I'm going to wait on that. Um, I know sooner or later Star Wars Lego is supposed to come out. Whenever that gets finished. Gotham Knights looks dumb. Is the Lord of the Rings game coming? That's a mobile game. Oh. Elden Ring is coming out eventually. Oh, oh do you mean do you mean Gollum, Justin? Because it's yeah. not based on the movies. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was Gollum. I don't know why that game exists. I don't even know anything about it. I just looked up upcoming video games. So. I'm like, oh, is Far Cry 6 coming out? It's already out. <laughs> you, you didn't know that? You you, you you haven't been bombarded with the Giancarlo Esposito YouTube ads? Oh, I Where have, he's like, you I, think you could stop me? Skip the ad. I dare you. Like, I, you know, I, like, I did I what would, he dared me to do. It's unskippable. <laughs> you think I've played a bad guy before? Check me out in this. Don't mind if I don't. <laughs> I played this. I played this game like five times. It's called Far Cry Three, Far Cry Four, Far Cry Five, Far Cry Five Part Two, Caveman yeah. Far Cry, God of War Ragnarok, which I will fucking buy a heartbeat. I'm With not convinced my console can actually run that, even though it's for PS4. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna like melt. I guess this is where I'll say I just started playing Cyberpunk because it was dirt cheap at Target because no one's buying it because of the disaster that was its launch but but good news base console gamers it's playable <laughs> yay game product works as intended it it actually great game, functions. but it actually works it's an excellent game when it works yeah like, like I, I'm, I'm excited i played a very little bit of it but i'm i'm loving every second of it it's really good um how, how but it does it? work as one what I said how much was it ten dollars Ooh, 
Oh, I look get the free upgrade to the P- PS5 version. Yeah, it's not that much anymore, but for the, for the deal is it was ten dollars, and like my wife looked at her. They were like, "Okay, oh, this deal is too good." Like even even if it's unplayable and broken. Yeah, I have to check, keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah, I'm sure around you know this time of year when we get into November. And December, it'll be on sale again for like ten bucks. Because no one's buying it. It's it's tanking hard now. Well, because it's hard to buy it before they re-release it with the expansions when they come in and, and like retitle it and launch it again. The we're sorry edition. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, a so lot. I remember I'll all the hype that. for it. Look, if if we all play it, we can, we, can, we can do a Mass Effect type episode on it because I think there's a lot of talk with that game. I both, played this ages ago. <laughs> well, you talk about both the game itself because there, there, there's a lot to do in there, but also just the clusterfuck that was the release of it. Yeah. Oh, it was a fucking disaster. But really, is there anything upcoming that you guys want to talk about? Instead of where we are. No. Not that I can think of. <laughs> the big thing I'll say is, is if you want theaters to survive, you have to go to a theater. That's true. And, and I know that that sounds really stupid and kind of condescending, but I've seen tons of people complain about theater, 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 theaters dying. And you ask them, well, what was the last time you went? And it's all like, it might have even been long before the pandemic happened. Yeah. Right. If you want to see something, go see it. Even, you know, maybe there's like a classic screening you can go to. Too. Those happen sometimes. I know AMC does them. Uh, so you know, hey, I will, if you can if you I, can see a movie for for, for free and choose not to go to a theater and see it too, I don't blame you. Well, I know that was the hard part for me. It was like some some of the movies you want to see. It's like yeah, but it's here. But yes, yeah. I mean, I finally went to the theater. Like what? two weeks ago three weeks ago and it's like now I've gone every week and it's like I'm getting back it's like exercising it's like I'm getting back in the groove I don't miss parts of the theater experience just because I hate people in movie theaters as I said several times but I think it comes down to I say this a lot I know I do but you gotta vote with your wallet or at, least, at the very least your time mm-hmm. especially with the with with how volatile things are with the pandemic if you want to play a game buy the game I mean every Tired talks about Nick All Star Brawl, how it's not what they want it to be. Well, it had no budget. If you want it to 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 be better, then then you have to buy the first one. So, 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 so make a sequel with how, which has the stuff that, that you want. And same thing with with the movies and stuff too. You, you, you can't complain if if you don't go see. Money talks. Mm-hmm. Bullshit walks. And there and there's tons of bullshit when it comes to the movie theater stuff right now. And to be fair, movie theaters are really expensive. I know it's not for everyone. Movie theaters you used to be something we, we all could do whatever and it's just not the case anymore no now it's like only yeah, thursday true. through tuesday or whatever and they closed a couple other days or something even apart from that it just costs so much it's stupid i mean and and if you go cheap then you get cheap mm-hmm. but yeah i don't blame people for like well i could download digitally for twenty dollars or go to theater for more than that probably and then have other people annoy me i mean if there's an alma draft house or even like like Alex, you mentioned like a Dolby Cinema or an IMAX. Yeah, you're gonna get better people in there, but but at the same time, you're gonna be paying a quite a quite an extra premium. Because how much is is a Dolby Cinema screen like sixteen dollars? Something like that. Yeah, in LA, it's even more. <laughs> which which is at the cut? Which for two people that that is over the cost of a Blu-ray copy. Yeah. Like to buy a 
this to rent to buy and own forever. Yeah. So I get it. I I say it's like I I don't people think I'm some elitist snob. That's like I don't get why people just don't go to the movies every day. I get it. It it costs quite a bit. Yeah. It kind I. I can't. I've had Espe- to pick and choose. Especially if you're someone who always gets something from the concession stand while you go. That's even more expensive. It could double. Like, it could double your, your ticket cost easily. Not everyone can can, can afford to spend. Like, like, a, like a family of four just in tickets for most theaters is going to be like at least probably 40 to $50. Yeah. More depending on what theater you, you, you go to. And it depends if everyone, you get the convenience charge as well. Mm-hmm. If, and if everyone wants food and drink you probably add another 50 bucks or close to it i get people don't want to go honestly if there's someone out there that's like anti-movie theater like like you only see stuff at home we i'd love to debate someone on this or at least have a discussion yeah at least have a discussion i i, I meant like friendly debate because i, I want to hear the other side like, like like i'm talking right now with two pro movie theater pe- 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 people at least i think you two are yeah yeah i am i worked at one i've always wanted and, to see the movie as soon as it comes out and go to the theater even though sometimes it sucks with people you have to go see it with yeah and so i would love if there's someone that you know in the comments especially well let us know what you think i want to have this to i want to have this to discussion because i want to hear their side I, I want i know there's people are out there and i just i don't know very many of them if any and, and i want to hear that pov um because I think, I think it's important for the future of movies that the at-home experience and we it's kind of similar to um to sporting events right mm-hmm. where the at-home watching experience of an nfl game is so much nicer than it is at home than it is at the actual game itself yeah you actually get to see replays and shit <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. can like, see the game, but also something about being at the game that it's also amazing. Yeah, you're with a crowd of people all yelling and screaming. Um, and the movie, right, too, because Alex, didn't you say that we used to have Avengers Endgame that people cheered during during the finale? Yeah, it was basically like a sports game where people were yelling and cheering and like, yeah. And that's really, <laughs> yeah, for, I think for that movie, it fit. If they did that during Bond, I would have like, I would have gone into like a, a fury I have never <laughs> experienced. Angry soy boy rage <laughs> well, there's somewhat of a difference between the two I mean Avengers I see more as like the popcorn epic and everything where Bond is more not it's come with like that but not as much you can say it's more sophisticated that's kind of what I was thinking too I was trying to find the right word yeah I couldn't like come a up with the right word. focus too yeah like it's like I need to be paying attention to the characters and story I can't have people fucking cheering but Avengers it's like you know it is especially Endgame where at that point it's like you yeah, get him! <laughs> yeah, Thanos punched Captain hammer. Marvel. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about this for a while. Um, go to the theater, see upcoming movies. It's going to be great. Let us know what you think about our thoughts in the comments on YouTube or on our social media, especially our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe and keep up to date with all of our bullshit opinions. Um, <laughs> next week is Dune, because obviously it's going to be Dune. Yeah. We're really hyped. I don't even know what this movie is going to be about, and I'm interested. Uh, there's there's some armies and the prophecy and an Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> but it's going to be great. It's not going to be a throwaway episode like today's was. <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. We'll see you then. So uh, for Alex and Justin, I'm David Yanish. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Idiot Block. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode.
Also, follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd. The links are in the description.